Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. My name is Bill Atride, and today is the 24th show for 2020. And I thought today would be a good day, uh, considering this is the last month of the year, to take a little look back at 2020, just looking at a couple of major themes for this year, and looking ahead to a couple of major themes for 2021. Um, and so what I'd like to do then is go ahead and, and, and make that little uh, sort of presentation. Uh, it's actually rather long. And then as soon as I'm done, I will then turn and open up the, uh, the floor to all of you to ask questions. Uh, and certainly you can ask about the topic or topics um, or ask about your chart or someone else's chart. And if you do, uh, well, first, always give me your first name just so I know who I'm talking to. And then um, and if you're asking about your chart or someone else's, I would need the birth date and place. And if you have a time to bring up that chart or to look at that chart and talk to it about uh, talk to you about that chart. Um, if you want to reach me at any point to ask a question or suggest a topic for a show or if you perhaps want to get a reading with me because that's what I do <laughs> for much much of my day day after day uh, is do personal readings for people um, my you can reach me by my email which is bill at tried at gmail.com that's b-i-l-l and a-t-t-r-i-d-e at gmail.com and you can also find me on various uh, social media platforms. Uh, if you Google my name, it'll pop up everywhere. And of course, after today's show, it'll appear as a, on Blog Talk as a podcast you could listen to or on Apple Podcasts. And I'll also uh, probably make a transcript and post that later uh, this week so you could read it if you wish. Okay? All right, then. Um, and so I thought I'd just get right into it here because it's a rather long thing to look back and look ahead. And we'll continue doing this, of course, over the many weeks and months to come. Um, but let's let's begin with what I have today. So I thought it would be helpful as, again, 2020 is winding down to consider the major astrological themes of this year and what lies ahead for 2021. There are always two major influences that we consider in mundane or worldly astrology. One is the general effects that hold for one and all on Earth, which are indicated by the planetary alignments with one another in the heavens, and we call those transits to transits. And secondly, we consider the planetary transits to the planets of a natal chart that is of interest. So for 2020, the most consequential transit to transit was the alignment, a conjunction, of Jupiter with Pluto in Capricorn. And roughly every 20 years or so, Jupiter will catch up to the position of Pluto and form what is like a new moon in their cycle of relationship. Jupiter holds the meanings and truths for us and indicates the potential for growth and expansion. Pluto, being the planet of will and sacred space, holds for me as the avatar of the fundamental driving force for creation, which alchemy which is the power of combinations, whether atoms with atoms or molecules with molecules and 
organisms with organisms, stars with stars. It's from these combinations and transformations and deaths and rebirths of evolutions and mutations. It is by this that the whole of creation and everything and everyone in it becomes the many who form the one. At the highest, I consider Pluto to be the avatar of the will of God. The meeting of Jupiter with Pluto indicated that this year would signal an ending, and of course then a beginning, for us in the meanings, truths, sciences, and beliefs about how we grow, how we die, and how we are to be reborn. Certainly from the most basic conditions of our physical lives, of how we live for ourselves and with one another, 2020 was certainly a transformational year. I think we can all agree that there is no going back to our old lives and ways of living. And we are all trying to figure out what will be our new normal. So the transits to transits in 2021, well, what is that going to be? Well, the most significant one will be Saturn squaring Uranus. Now, their cycle of relationship from conjunction to conjunction is 45 years and here in 2021, we'll be at their waning square. There are always four critical moments in any planetary cycle pairing, conjunction, waxing square, the opposition, and the waning square, and then back to their next conjunction. The current cycle of Saturn and Uranus began in 1988. They reached their waxing square in 1999-2000, and their opposition in 2008 to 2010. And now for 2021, we're at their waning square. It is quite striking to me that their previous, that the previous waning squares, as well as other critical cycle turnings, came during critical shifts for the world and for the USA. Those previous moments, like our own moment of the waning square, were 1975 and 77, and also 1930 and 31. Also to be noted are the previous conjunctions or seed moments, which were in addition to ours in 1988, those of 1942 and 1897. We want to pay particular attention to their periods of climax or revelation, which is the opposition, which were in 1918 to 1920, 1965 to 67, and our period for our cycle, 2008 to 2010. What we need to understand or ask ourselves is this, what is the meaning or message of their cycle of relationship and what does this mean for us in 2021? Saturn is the avatar of reality, of institutions and traditions. It rules the status quo, the tried and true, what has been relied upon and proved to be necessary or useful. Uranus is the avatar of invention. It rules new ideas and independence. It, it works by stimulating originality on, and contrariness of challenging the old with some new conceptual framework, idea, or technique. In a way, their cycle of relationship can be understood as the dynamic interplay of order and freedom, of tradition versus innovation. And when pushed to the extremes of either being reactionary or revolutionary, they are and should be understood like most planetary pairs as necessary to one another. 
for they each hold an aspect of truth that only becomes possible and fulfilled by combination with the other. So you would say from Saturn's point of view, what has worked is what one should hold to. It has proven to be the best or only way to function in the real world. The counterpoint would be just because it's worked, that doesn't mean it will continue to work or that it could not be improved. Uranus would also add, and you must remember this, whatever old technique, practice, or tradition you follow, at some point, it was an innovation. It was a discovery or realization that became afterwards a part of the tradition. But equally, for Uranus's part, just because you have found some new innovative way of being or way of accomplishing some task or meeting your needs, that does not mean it is better than the old way. Many times we will attempt a new approach or technique and later find the wisdom of the old way is, well, simply better. What we must do, what we are doing constantly, is to hold the old and the new together, the tradition with the innovation, to integrate Saturn and Uranus. We must see the wisdom of holding and working them together always. What happens at these critical moments in their cycle is that this creative tension between the old way and the new way reaches a turning point for us. 2021 should hold some of the same core meanings as the previous waning squares, which were 1975 and 77, or 1930 and 31. And we need to understand the difference between waxing and waning squares. During the waxing square, which in our cycle was 99 to 2000, we're at a time when we make a definitive concrete choice between one way or another. We are faced with the challenge to cleave to one way and cut away the other. And by this, we build upon the new beginning which started back in 1988 for our current cycle. Now at the waning square, we are asked to let go and grow, to realize that given the results of 2008 and 2010, when we were at the opposition, and we all know what that was like, we must now see the whole cycle from the seed of 1988 to that square of 99-2000, to this outcome at 2008-2010, and face the truth now about what we have learned. What is possible, but by no means guaranteed, is that at this waning square we find a way to transcend the old polarities, to let go of the old framing of the challenges we face and the solutions we wield. Certainly, if we look to a previous waning square of 1930-31, we can see the crisis of the Great Depression led to the attempts to fix a broken economic order by massive government intervention and guidance. It seemed then we rose to the challenge. But in 1975-77, at the next waning square, when we were faced with the aftereffects of the Vietnam War and the unfunded mandates of the Great Society, the resulting stagnation of growth and inflation of prices, which was t- at that time called stagflation, combined with the scandals of Watergate, well, it would seem as if we did not rise to the challenge as well then. Yes, there were some major reforms implemented with regards to campaign financing 
and government accountability. But the economic reforms needed to correct the growing imbalances from the 1960s and early 1970s were not implemented. I would argue that the crisis of the 30s was better met than the crisis of the 70s. We should expect our challenge and crisis, and again, all squares present as some form of crisis, to be a moment of danger, but equally of opportunity. The danger usually comes from failing to rise to the challenge that we face, and we hold on to fear and retreat into the old ways and practices. If we instead see this as an opportunity, that by reframing our questions, we may find better solutions, then we can rise above our cultural, political, and economic divisions and find our turning point to be more like the New Deal of the 30s and the 40s. Now, when we look at transits to, to planets in another chart, we call that transits to a natal chart, I'm going to look at the USA. And what was the major transit to the USA in 2020? Well, that was Pluto opposite Mercury. And I've written extensively and spoken about this quite a bit. In summation, the US Pluto, USA Pluto is at its natal, in the natal chart opposite to Mercury, and Mercury rules a nation's means of communication like a being's nervous system. It rules the thought form patterns and development or lack of intelligence. Each time Pluto has a line with Mercury and then with itself in our history, the USA has confronted the nature of how we value one another because they're in these houses of value, the second house and the eighth house. The previous times in the late 1840s and into the 1850s witnessed the struggle over new states being allowed to enter as slave or free. And in the 1930s, it was with FDR and that New Deal in the attempt to provide some greater support to the general welfare after the Great Depression. And then in the 1980s, with the Reagan revolution, which in the succeeding 40 years since then has led to the most unequal distribution of wealth in the USA since the 1920s. Now here we are again in 2020, with Pluto once lining up again with Mercury and Pluto returning to its natal position. The planets do not determine what will happen. We make it happen by being the instruments of action and will. The content of what we made and the pain and joy we face is formed by us, not the planets. They time the unfoldment of patterns. They guide our steps with meanings and underlying causality, but we choose well or poorly. The choices we made in the 1980s and beyond, within the economic structures themselves and within the legal and tax structures of government, led to the great divide we face between one another now. For example, from 1980 to 2020, the gross domestic product of the USA rose by 80% in about 40 years. It almost doubled. The manner in which that growth was distributed was far less equal than the previous period from 1940 to 1980. In the last 40 years, the bottom 20% of the USA population gained 20% more wealth. And the middle 40% gained 50% more wealth. But the top 0.01% gained over 420% more in their wealth. In terms of wealth distribution, the USA is one of the worst of the so-called advanced societies. 
And this inequality is even greater when distributed and defined by race and ethnicity. This is the principal reason why the USA has appalling life expectancies and health outcomes compared to much of the world. And so once again, I said in, 1920, in 2020, we are being asked to look at how we treat the value of our nation, of how we care for the true wealth of the land, which is our people. Now, of course, all that remains true to this day and for all our days to come. But what you want to know is what is ahead for 2021. So in terms of the transit to the USA chart in 2021, what we find is what's coming into focus in 2021 is that the USA has been building up to this ever since Neptune entered its own sign of Pisces in 2010. Uh, 2010. One of the most distinctive features in the chart of the USA is Neptune, placed high in the ninth house, with the planet Mars 90 degrees away, squaring it from the seventh house. What does this indicate? The planet Neptune rules the dreams and visions of an entity. Mars rules its desires and actions. The USA carries an energy form that is characterized by holding to a belief or faith, Neptune, that, is on a that it is on a special mission formed into a dream of a more perfect order, Neptune in Virgo, that is guided by higher truths, Neptune in the ninth house. This influence shapes the USA's desires and actions, which is Mars, as being guided by this vision, that what is right for America is right universally. Unfortunately, this belief in our exceptional nature has led us to impose our truths or half-truths around the world with the most recent disastrous results revealed in the, in the interventions in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other nations in our war against terror. We can and should lead by example, but we lose and destroy our very message of free self-determination as a fundamental principle when we seek to impose it by force of arms. This is a lesson we still face and have yet to master. The USA must learn to lead with deeper wisdom and greater humility. In 2021, Neptune is aligning with our Neptune and Mars once again. If we look at the historical record of the previous alignments, we can gain some insight into our own moment now. Given Neptune's orbit is about 163 years, it will align with the USA Neptune and the USA Mars about every 40 years or so. The dates are 1816 to 17, 1857 to 58, 1897 to 98, 1938 to 39, 1980 to 81, and now 2021 to 2022. What we need to consider is the type of aspect being formed by Neptune to Neptune and Neptune to Mars. The most, most significant alignments would be the opposition of Neptune to itself and its return to its natal position. 
The first and only return of Neptune to its natal position was 1938 to 39. And the two oppositions in USA history were 1857 to 58 and the upcoming opposition, the one we're going into, from 2021 to 2022. Astrologers consider any planetary return like a new moon, a seeding of a new variation of the energy form, in this case, that Neptune holds. That would mean that a new seed was planted during the presidency of FDR, with his efforts to restore the USA economy after the Great Depression, while he equally led the USA to prepare for the existential confrontation with the rise of fascism in Europe and Asia in World War II. The opposition should be understood as the revelation and outcome of that variation of expression, coming from the first or natal imprinting and then any succeeding returns. The seed planted in 1776 of Neptune's dream of America became fully revealed in the first opposition, again, like a full moon, of 1857 and 1858. I have written and spoken about this historic period several times with reference to this Neptune alignment in the USA chart. From the seeding of Neptune's embodiment of the dream of America in 1776, that is that all men are created equal, a political economic order was established by a very small number of white property-owning men, and many of those men had secured their wealth through owning other humans as property. This economic order evolved into two ways of life and two very different societies and cultures, which came to a climactic confrontation during the 1850s over this question. Would the USA become a fully free country or a fully slave labor country? The years prior to 1857 to 58 witnessed the growing power of the slaveholding states in the Congress and over the courts. The climax of their power was enshrined by the Dred Scott decision in the Supreme Court, in which it determined that the law of the land would be that slaves and descendants of slaves were never, nor would they ever be citizens, and that they would remain the permanent property of their masters. The conflict was best summarized by the famous Lincoln-Douglas debates, in which Lincoln spoke of this division of humans from one another in the country, between the slave states and the free states, in which he declared that a house divided from itself cannot stand. He proposed that this division would be resolved one way or another, and that the U.S. would either become a nation where in every state all humans would be free and equal, or in every state there would be slavery and inequality. In 2021, with the opposition of Neptune, just like it was in 1857 to 58, when the nation faced the final irreconcilable divisions and conflicts before the Civil War, we are experiencing the end result from the restatement of the dream of America by FDR in the 1930s. His new deal was, to boast, was supposed to be a fair deal 
for all Americans and equally his declaration for all of humankind of the four freedoms for the world. Yes, it was after FDR and for many years thereafter that the general growth and the prosperity of the U.S. was more fairly shared by the entire population from the 1940s into the 1970s. It certainly was not perfect for all, but there was a general feeling that there was more equity, more balance and fairness in how we share and the values we create. And because of this, most parents were sure that their children would have a better life than they had had. The American dream of self-determination and self-fulfillment was made possible and became more real for many. But then it all went wrong. Why? What changed? What happened to the dream of America? Though it would seem to many that we are divided by space between the coasts and the heartland, between the urban and rural populations, I do not believe this fairly or accurately captures what is at the root of our divisions between one another. Just as our founding dichotomy of slave and free states led to the Civil War, our divide is between two differing versions of how we understand our value to one another and how we share in our wealth. Today we have a country that is divided into very wealthy few and then a shrinking upper and middle class and finally the rest who are just struggling to survive. It is important to note when the USA changed. I would point to that waxing square of Neptune, the turning point between 1938 and 2021, which, which came in 1980 and 81. And that is exactly when the growth of the wealth for the people of the USA became divided and unfair. The distribution of the growth of wealth from 1940 to 1980 is starkly different than that from 1980 to 2020. Really, it's of two quite different countries. The reason is that choices were made to turn away from fairness for the many and to promote rampant self-interested beliefs and actions that led to selfishness, greed, and great wealth for the few. Here is an interesting mathematical scenario for you. If you were to divide equally the USA national income and wealth and distribute it to each household in the USA, each household would have $140,000 a year in income and have a net worth of almost $1 million. Think about that. That is how unequal our system has become. And that is the gross imbalance which has formed and solidified our political and cultural divides. We are confronted with a country that is deeply divided once again, that is fundamentally shaped by a variation of the same questions put before us in the 1850s. Who is a citizen of this country? Are we truly equal to one another? Do we have an equal voice and opportunity to determine our future in a fully functioning democracy or not? The answer is, of course, 
we do not have a truly functioning democracy. That is not possible when the wealth and power in the USA is in the hands of so few individuals and families. The USA is an oligarchy wherein great wealth bestows political control. It is a political and economic system ruled by plutocrats. From a small group of white men of property in 1776, the USA in over 200 years has arrived at a place where relatively few families control much of the wealth that all Americans create. We are divided because the American dream of self-determination and self-fulfillment is increasingly unreachable for more and more Americans. Many parents today know that they have less than their parents, and they certainly fear that their children will have even less. To truly heal this divide in the USA, we must address the fundamental divide between one another. At its root, just as it was in the beginning of the dream of America, we need to truly understand the essential value of worth of one another to one another to understand how we really create value. I would argue the value of any human enterprise is made by the inherent value of each human, which is brought to life and made manifest by our combinations with one another. It is by our collaborations on joint ventures, by our communities and fellowships and friendships that we realize our value to one another and for one another. As I like to say, we would be nothing for the most part, without one another. From father, mother, to grandfather, grandmother, to sisters and brothers and friends, colleagues and loved ones, we are all made by one another and our true value is completely intertwined, interdependent and bound to one another. We owe our well-being. We have our value from what we have made with one another and shared with one another. We are, as in everything in this universe, made by and become what we are through the mystery of alchemy. We are what we are through combining with one another in our sacred spaces of union. We are indivisible from one another, and we must treat one another with love, respect, and honor. We don't have a problem in creating value. We have a real problem in sharing with one another. We need to acknowledge this basic spiritual truth that all our values are made by each other for one another. If we are to meet our challenges, if we are to rise above the existential threat of climate change, which we created in our ignorance, if we are to create a fair, just, and sustainable society, then we must make a sacred commitment to ensure that each and every person has an opportunity to fulfill their potential. We must turn to one another, as we did over 200 years ago, and agree that we, quote, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. This is the promise we made, 
this is the promise we must fulfill. Okay, I get I got a little worked up here. Uh, I, I just it just comes through me, and I just have to pause for a second and collect myself. Um, and have a sip of water. I always, I always forget to drink while I'm talking, and then I realize, oh my goodness, my voice is about to stop. <laughs> and so I, I quickly grab the glass. Um, I, I know that was a lot, and I, and I'm going to keep writing and talking about these things and trying to explain them more and better over time here. But I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I wanted to share all that with you, uh, and and be part of that conversation and solution that we need. Uh, so desperately down here because there's a lot of misinformation and blame being thrown around and we need to dig down to the roots of where all this comes from and what's really at stake. And I hope I've addressed that to some extent today. So with all that in mind, I'll hopefully have enough of a voice left here for all of you waiting patiently for me here. And let me uh, call on uh, what I hope to be the first caller here, because I, again, it doesn't really line up perfectly in the, the panel here, who called when, but let me call up upon this person. So, um, okay, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Uh, hey, Evanado. Bill. Hi. Hi. Bill, it's Jay calling from Canada. Thanks for taking my call, and thanks so much for your, uh, hey. using your voice, speaking your voice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, I know I get a little strained because I get so worked up sometimes and uh, involved. And I, and I, when you're when you're doing this kind of work, it just comes through you, and you sort of forget you're in a body. But the body has limits. The spirit's willing, but the body only can go so far. So uh, hopefully, I'll have enough of a voice left over here for the rest of the show. So what can I do for you today, Jay? Hey, I was just wondering about. Um, I was talking about finances last time, and is we. It's about finances too, just um, in regards to like my investment. I, I think I missed the investment window, but I don't. It's probably there's some opportunity, but I have to really act on it this time. So um, I just wonder what oh, your thoughts yeah. are just for the last four weeks of uh, of December. So and uh, go over okay. your. Uh, I'm gonna listen. Uh, I'm gonna listen to your program over again, just because uh, you said <laughs> some really amazing stuff regarding your country. So it's uh, uh yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. important. <laughs> Oh, but thank, thank you. you, thank you. Um, so when you, so you're talking about um, uh, money, income, or investments. You're talking about moving assets you have around to where you hope to be a better place, or what, what, what are you referring to there? I'm looking at uh, uh, investments for um, for silver, basically, and just wondered. I'm seeing the the market right now, and there's some opportunities sometimes, but I can't catch the dips in time. So I just wonder what the outlook is for next couple of weeks, I guess. Okay. Um, well, again, it, it's, it's, it's timing is everything, but not never perfect usually in all these kind of things. So you can't get right. too caught up in did I get the exact the high the lowest low and ride it yeah, up or yeah, not? Yeah. Um, so, yeah so, so I would just say um, you are in a period right now because of in Jupiter coming to line itself up with your Saturn here. That Jupiter Saturn conjunction that's coming up here in December twenty uh, first um, is is really happening right there in your second house of resources and value uh, for yourself. And so you're in a very special time here, I would say, um, with with all this. Um, and I would tend to think that might mean you want to hold off to that last week or so of December as opposed to doing it right now. Um, there are other reasons for that because by that point, 
um, if I'm not mistaken, in that last week of the year, that's when um, the, the, the sun will get into your second house as well, which will also favor those things. So I would say um, if I was trying to time it, I would say perhaps your best window would be, you know, the 23rd to the end of the year or something like that would, would be my best guess. Okay. Um, okay. and no, I mean, there may be a best day, but to figure that out, require more calculations and this and that, but I would say that's, that's your better time to think about those things. There may be one thing here. That's, let me look at this. If I, um, if I just look at, get it more narrowed down here and just go look at that Mars, because I'm seeing that Mars is moving through Aries here and about to enter your fifth house of speculation and investment and go right over your Jupiter. But that happens, yeah, right there around the 28th or so, um, the 24th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, around that period looks to be a special window there for you. Okay? Yeah, okay. I'll, okay, I'll into good. That. Oh, yeah, thanks much for the okay. window of uh, opportunity. So, yeah, thanks much for your wisdom. And uh, I know you're getting get emotional because it's really important to you. So that's probably the reason why. <laughs> I, get, I think so. Probably, yeah, I do. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Jay. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. And let's see. Here's another caller who's been holding on, I think, for a while. Hi, you're on with Bill. 530 is the area code. Yes, how are you? Hi. Hi, who's this? This is Luca. How are you doing? Luca? Hi, Luca. Um, yes. I'm fine. And, uh, what, and have you called in before? I have not. It's my first time. Oh, great. Okay, great. Um, and uh, do you have a question about yourself or someone else that you want to look at their chart or your chart? My chart would be wonderful. I'm kind of wondering what it looks like for money and business for me next year. I'm kind of okay, so let me, like maybe let me um, okay, so it's Luca. I'm gonna put that in, and then what's your birthday? My birthday is four eleven seventy three okay, and the time four fifty seven p m and the place uh Covington, Louisiana. Covington, L.A. Okay. And have you had your chart done before? Do you know anything about it? or? Um, a little bit. A okay. little bit. So you you know that you're an Aries with your moon in Leo and you've got Libra rising. You know, you know all that, right? Yes, Libra rising. And <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So so, um, so your question today is about um, uh, job or, or, or something like that, or what are you looking for? Uh, my um, company, um, I'm interested in seeing, does my business pick up next year? Um, what is that looking for me like in business and money for 2021? Okay. Okay. Um, well, something something just changed in, in that regard because um, one of the measures of time in astrology is what's called the progressed moon. And if it changes signs or houses – it changes the theme we're going through. In the last couple of years, your moon was going through Aries, your own sign. And so it's say you, you were working on questions of identity and what I call myself and how I present myself, more the imaging and presence questions were forefront in your life. Um, and having worked on that question of who am I, which is what it's really about, 
Now the moon is in the sign of Taurus. And so now the next couple of years for you are questions of not who am I, but what am I, including what value I have and how do I make value in this world now. And so it's a time to be open to making changes and making adaptive responses to how you see your resources, your talents and abilities, and how you combine them with others to create value and then receive value. So it's a lot of activity in that area. And indeed, as well as that moon changing signs, it's also changed houses. And it's now in the house of unions and joint ventures. Um, it deals, ah. This is the time to deal with, this is the time to deal with debts and financing and how I manage my liabilities and my assets and whether I should go into a joint venture or another or, or, or join, or they join me and mine and how do I deal with investments and, and all that. This is the focus for the next couple of years. So I, I need to make sure I'm striking the right deals. Um, you know, whether I need to pay off a debt or, or get a loan or go into business with somebody or get a loan to expand my own business, whatever it may be, these are, these are the focal issues of your life at this time, for sure. Um, it doesn't, nothing ever indicates good or bad. It's just like, it's what it is and how we then grapple with that and manage that and make it better or less better for ourselves. Right. So, but it just says, certainly this is definitely a time, um, for you to, to realize that whoever I've come in contact with over the last few years, these opportunities that came to me through, um, personally and professionally to meet up with other people and make connections, now comes the idea of, okay, now let's see if we can do this together. Let's join together, go into a joint operation, or let me join somebody else in theirs. And that's my ticket to growth now um, in the coming period. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, so yeah, I know. Yeah, so it, it does look good in that regard. I would say, um, yeah, it, it's going to be, it, yes, next year is going to be quite a, challenging year because of all the changes that I was talking about earlier, Saturn, Uranus, and you actually have Uranus going over uh, your Jupiter this year. So there's been a lot of shakeup there, but it's going over your ruler Mars and over your uh, moon next year. So hang on to your seats, you know, strap yourself in with a seatbelt. Okay. And be ready for, well, it, it usually means I'm breaking up old patterns, and as long as I'm open to being innovative and seeing the challenge as an opportunity, and I don't react and get frozen, I'll be okay. But I do have to bend with the winds of change and be jumping upon a new way of acting in the world and a new way of re- responding to needs. And if I'm on board with that, then I'm, I'm in that sweet spot. Um, but it definitely says um, it's going to be an eventful year. Um, which can mean doors opening and opportunities presenting themselves that I wouldn't have anticipated. I just have to be mindful about how I weave through, get through that. And Saturn's on your Jupiter next year. So we're having a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in the heavens at, in, in a couple of weeks here. And then Saturn catches right. on your Jupiter and stays there all next year. So you're having, it's only once every 29 years that Saturn's on our own Jupiter like this. You're beginning a new structure of how you crystallize your life and grow your life of reality and the meaning behind reality. It's a major change in your, and for a person in terms of business and their economic life, 
it's setting in a new economic model for you in 2021. It almost sounds like a relationship for, as well, the partnership you keep saying that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely, it definitely could. Your, your Jupiter, you know, it's, it's in a, it's in the house of love and relationship. And of course, um, Mars is also there and Uranus is touching it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot to be said for relationship possibilities too. Um, but you asked about the right. economic business. So that's what I focused on. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept hearing that. I'm like, well, okay. I appreciate you, Bill. You're amazing. Well, thank you, Luca. Thank you. I'll talk to you again, all right? Take care. Okay. Okay. Be well. Bye. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. We'll go here. Hi, you're on with Bill. 203 is the area code. Hi. 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 Well, who's, um, who's this? I, oh, I'm sorry. This is Michelle. Oh, hi, hi Michelle. Hi, do you need my birth date? Um, have you called before? I think I have a few Michelles, so I'm not sure which Michelle you are. Uh, what's your birth date? 112956. I do see you here. Yep, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. There you are. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, what can I do for you? Well, um, I think a lot of things are going to be happening, you know, as early as the beginning of the next year. I have finally clarified, I think, in my mind where I want to move to, and I'm looking to get a new job there. And But I'm wondering about my love life. Do you see anything, possibly something strong happening next year? Okay. Um, let's see where you've been and where it's going. Um, I do see that, and we know, talked about probably last time we've, if we spoke before recently, your progress moon's in that sixth house. So that is a change of life and living and work conditions that have been asked of you since the middle of 2020. And it'd be time when you want to create a better life and life and living conditions, a lifestyle at this time. So that's, that perfectly fits. Um, and by early 2021, that moon's moving into Pisces, which is another shift of energy too. So that reemphasizes that in regard to relationship and partnership. Um, I guess the, you've been under that influence cause it still hung in there in 2020 of Neptune going over your seventh house and also lining up with your Venus. And so this, this year would have been, it could have been a very spiritual year when it comes to love and relationships and connections, but also very, unclear, not sure what's going on, and that mystery or confusion could have led to a wonderful experience, but then some challenges or disappointments with it. That theme should close out and be done um, by early 2021. That doesn't make all things good in relationship, but it does remove that cloud that had been fogging up relationships for certain. Um, So I would think it's a much better year in general um moreover you you were coming out of that 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 time of saturn posed on your moon all year long and that's always when you hit an emotional low um and you're hitting that last low right now here in december not that it's the same as what happened in july or in march they're always a little different but they're also reminders that i need to get my needs met i need to reach out for help and help see where i can be of help 
But once you clear out of this by mid-December, then emotionally you're going to be much more yourself again, which again provides more of a, an ease in moving into a, a better relationship experience. So I would say on balance, 2021 should definitely be a better year for that in, in your life. Um, because there were these things that would have been not preventing it, but making it more challenging to, 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 you know, secure it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, and the last time I called in, um, you had said that my health issues were going to, uh, take a turn for the better. And, uh, this last thing with my foot actually has started to resolve. So. Oh, good. <laughs> you were right. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, again, I mean, that's the principal thing when the moon's moving to the sixth house. It's going to be there for a while, so it's there are going to be other adjustments you'll make along the way. But the sixth house is the house of healing, of creating a life that's in balance once again. To whatever extent it was in balance, and we may not even have known it, we have to adjust our lifestyle, our living, ha- our lifestyle habits and dietary and work habits and even life itself where we live to bring our life back into alignment and balance. And that's the, that is the driving theme in your life now for the time being, it's going to continue to be a theme for another year, year and a half or so. Um, But if you're on the path and you see these improvements, you are making concrete steps very within yourself and privately, but also externally with your environment to create a life that's beautiful or more beautiful for yourself at this time. And that's what brings you peace and that's what brings your wellness. Okay? Okay. All right. So thank okay. you. Sounds You're very good. welcome. Good to talk to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, who else do we have here? Okay. All right. You're on with Bill. Who's this? This is Deanna, Bill. Hello? Hi. Hi, this Deanna. How are you? How are you? Uh, Mm, I'm okay. I I'm trying to get some courage to undergo testing. I only started with uh, one, and uh, it wasn't the heart, so it's something else, and it's it's very big. Lots of testing I have to schedule. Trying to get the courage. I was wondering if right. the conjunction December twenty first, uh, how it will affect me, and I wanted to say thank you for your teaching today. I'm going to listen to it again. You're in the right track. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And, and again, I will be um, at some point, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe the next day, whenever time, uh, to put it together and put it out as a transcript so people can read it too, because sometimes that's easier for some people to read it than just to hear it. But some people prefer hearing it, so that that's fine too. Um, so you wanted to know how that the conjunction of Jupiter catching up to Saturn on the 21st impacts your chart in particular, right? Yes. Okay. Well, again, it's what you're having happen here, of course, is that they're both moving out of Capricorn, uh, moving into Aquarius together here in this month uh, and staying there for the foreseeable future for Saturn and Jupiter for another year or so, uh, more or less. Um, And then, and so what I would say is that, um, it's, it's a conjunction taking place in that sixth house of health and healing, very close to your natal Jupiter. Um, and so it, it certainly, and, and if we go with that, your progressed moon 
and progressed sun are in that house too. There's so much energy now, Deanna, in your sixth house of health and healing. Um, and, and a new moon just has taken place there. Uh, the moon catching up by progression to the sun will happen actually on the 20th or 21st. So you're having your progressed, your progressed new moon on the 2021st and Saturn conjuncted Jupiter on the 2021st in your sixth house of health and healing. It's hard for me to interpret what all that would mean because it all depends on the person, how they're living their life and what their karma says. But certainly this is, this is a very, very powerful time for you in terms of going on this healing journey I could argue that we're all on a healing journey being on planet Earth here <laughs> to some extent. We're all trying to become a better yeah. human, but sometimes we feel it more. It's more spiritual or it's more mental or it's more emotional, but sometimes it, it involves even the physical. And, and so certainly um, I think you indicated that they've discovered that it's not the heart. There's something else that they want to take a look at here that might be indicated in terms of causing some challenge. Is that what you've discovered? Is that it? Yes, it could be cancer. Okay, okay. Um, again, all all I can say is that um, you know you 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 have a lot of a lot of energies working there for you right now. I mean, Jupiter is the greater benefic; it brings in support and help. And coming together with Saturn indicates a new beginning there in this uh, in this area of your life. Um, and and of course, you are a Scorpio, and Scorpios are the strongest sign. Of course, people go, oh, goody. And I say, well, there's a reason why you have to be the strongest sign. <laughs> because you're going to face some of the strongest challenges. That's the point of a Scorpio. Um, and so you need that strength. Um, but Scorpios are those who confound modern medical science with their capacity for healing and renewal and rebirth. And you've got that. So be, be assured that you have great strength. And you can find a way, hold to your faith, follow the science, listen to the doctors, um, but also know that, um, of course, they don't know everything <laughs> if they're just dealing with that's purely physical and material. Though doctors will tell you, of course, that they know it does matter the patient's attitude. It does matter their faith and belief. If I don't have that, all my science won't save them. Um, so that's your part in this is to believe and have faith. Okay. Yes, and thank you very much. If you don't, if I don't speak to you before the end of the year, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, and, and new beginnings. Right, and to new beginnings, and to you as well. And I, hopefully, I will have another show, one or two more shows before the end of the year, and of course, beyond all next year. So, we'll be speaking to each other again. So, my very best to you. And you can always. Um, you know, um, reach me through email. Let me know how you're doing and if there's something I can help you with, okay? Um, between times on the phone here like this. All right? God bless. Okay, Deanna. Be well. Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. Let's see who else we have here. Um, okay, let's... This caller. Hello, you're on with Bill, and it's 917 is the area code. Hello? Hello? Hello. Yes, hello. Who's this? Hi. You're on with Bill. Hello? 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 Yes, hi. Can you hear me? This, yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, yes, I can hear you. Um, Who's my this? name is Tula. It's Tula. Oh, hi. 
Yes, hi, Tula. How are you? I am good. I am very good, very busy, of course, but that's nothing new. What can I do for you? Um, I just wanted to see if you could let me know about romance and career for the coming months, beginning of the new year. Okay. Um, I have your chart. Let's see. Um, What? What is what is shown right now um, in terms of the major influence is that um, you have had this journey for the last couple of years of stretching yourself in terms of what you know or believe to be true, um, and and that's helped you to get more understanding about your intentions and motivations both professionally and personally, both in terms of career and relationships. It's been more of an idealistic time of of being trying to be guided more by truth or principles or beliefs and hold to them or or deepen one's connection to them. And in about five months' time, in four months' time, that moon will progress into the next sign of Capricorn, and that becomes the time of doing, meaning in Sagittarius – we plan, we look ahead, we imagine what might be, we, we, we find the guidance and the means to understand what we are and where we're going. But in terms of actually putting it into action, manifesting it, making changes in our responsibilities and titles and roles in our relationships and in our career, that's what happens in Capricorn. And so life gets much more serious, we would like to say, when the moon's in Capricorn, um, we go from theory and belief and hope or dream, Sag, into reality. And I realize I have to be present here and take responsibility, but also let go of responsibilities that no longer fit. And so if I'm working in a job that's meaningful, uh, I'll be given more duties and responsibilities and have to weigh how I handle that. If it's not meaningful or, or good for me, I've got to get out of it now to move on to one that does make better use of my abilities and talents. Um, and similarly with a relationship, that rather than dreaming and wondering and hoping for something, I need it to be really real now. That's I, I, not going to work for me any longer, not that it ever did, but it won't work for me any longer to just look far away to what might have be, what might be or could be. I need it here and now. It's, it's the earth signs physicalize things, makes us become more connected to and, and experiencing more real manifestation. So I would say give it a few more months. Um, I can actually give you when it changes. Let me just do that so I have a definite date when that shift occurs. Um, and you'll feel this energy shift pretty strongly. Um, and that would be, yes, at the end of April. So, okay. yeah, like I said, about four months from now. And so beyond COVID that, let me just look basically... at... Okay. <laughs> well, well, we don't know because of our rather poor execution throughout the year of what's happening here. Who knows how well no, no, it's going to be generally... Meant... Yeah. But yeah. COVID has been a good time to reset and rethink and re-strategize. Oh, 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 oh for, oh, sure, for everybody. It's been a time to pause, right. rethink, reimagine... It's an opportunity. People might have been frustrated and said, yes. no, I don't want to think. I want it to go forward. But it was an opportunity uh, that no, we should have accepted. I believe it was an opportunity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And as a result of 
the connections you've made over these last many years with the moon going through your seventh house, meeting people, connecting to people, um, things are meant to get much more serious starting by the summer, by July, because that's when that progressed moon leaves your seventh house, and which is the house of meeting the relationships or meeting up with people and forming relationships and moves into the house of union. Now we join together. Now we combine with one another becomes the, the operative theme starting by the summer of 2021. Okay. And for also for, rela- for, for relationships. Yeah, okay. Relationships but also relationship. could be a romantic, but, but, but also a deeper commitment in terms of any joint venture and a project with others professionally. And in February okay. of this year, starting in late February, Jupiter, the biggest planet reaches the top of your chart. Uh, being an Aquarius and you're Aquarius, it gets up to the top of your chart and you will find that in 2021, you, if you ask for promotion, you get a promotion. You want a raise, you get a raise. If you don't like what you're doing, you find the wherewithal to jump away from it and land into something even better. The universe supports you in expanding your public and professional positions throughout 2021. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Okay? You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay, Okay, everybody. I know that was, I didn't talk to enough people here, but that's what always happens. I will hopefully have a shorter presentation next time, maybe next week, doing some other kind of things or the week after. And then I'll have a longer period, hopefully, to take some of your calls because so many of you are hanging on here still, and I'm sorry I didn't get to you. Um, But we'll do it again next time, and I will let you all know by posting in the blog that I'm doing another show. And I will wish you all the very best and stay safe and stay healthy. And I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.